I suppose I should introduce us because this is a slightly different, uh, slightly different RSS feed. We're we're on a we're we're doing this on a different uh, on a different lawn. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens! It's time for another episode of Warrior Chats with Emily and Chad. I'm glad you saved that because I was apparently going to talk about lawns. <laughs> Were you going to talk about your lawn? My lawn is covered in snow, except the one bit of snow that has spray paint on it because I was uh, priming some miniatures and I I decided to do it in the front yard because the, the sunlight was still up over there and said so there's just, just a black spot of snow. Fascinating. Yeah, that's been Chad's Yard Talk. Tune in next month when I'll do it again. I have a yard, but I don't do anything with it. I just have a guy come mow it so that my landlord doesn't yell at me. That's fair. So, Chad, what are we doing today? We are going to talk about warrior cats. And for the lovely listeners who are in the future, they'll see that, hey, this is warrior cats number three, episode three. I don't know what I'll subtitle it yet because we haven't gotten there, but... We're going we're gonna to go over some more of these, these goofy-ass books of yours, and you're going to tell me about them while I drink a, uh, I was going to call it a sad Hatton, but apparently <laughs> making a Manhattan with brandy isn't that weird. It's just most people use better brandy than, like, $10 a handle. I guess I don't know how much brandy is supposed to cost, but $10 is pretty cheap for a bottle of alcohol. Brandy's typically on the cheap end, especially in the Wisconsin area, which is like the only place that realistically or religiously drinks it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. It's not as good as everything else, but I got this bottle for free. Oh, well, you know, you never say no to free liquor. I do not. Uh, so, Chad, do you remember anything? No. About any I remember of this? There's Firepaw is the main guy. Mm-hmm. He might be Fire something else now. He's I can't remember if he leveled now. up. Okay, he did level up. Yeah. So did he use like a Firestone? Is this like a Pokemon evolution thing? Or did he just like... Yeah, he used a Firestone and now he's Fireheart. Okay. He got a whole new uh, moveset and everything. Okay. You don't teach him any HMs, right? Only only the good TMs. You, you, you get Earthquake, you save it for Fireheart. Yeah, no, you say you use all your HMs on Dustpelt. He's your HM slave. Oh man, poor Dustpelt. You know what though? HM slaves are really important. I always used to stand true for mine. Or um the one with the the, the skull for a head. Uh Cubone. Yeah, Cubone was my favorite for for that. Because I liked having a Cubone around. Yeah, you could say the Dustpelt is like the sand true of Warrior Cats. Whatever that means. Well, you know what that means, because I don't know anything about Warrior Cats. I don't I know, know if that means anything. Uh, the last time we talked, I feel like it was getting weirdly Game of Thronesy. Like, there was a lot of intrigue and a lot of politics between the clans. Um, I, think, I think two clans were fucking out of turn, and they made a kid. And it's like, hey, Saga did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, inter-clan romance happens in pretty much every arc of Warrior Cats. Uh, what you are probably remembering is at the end of uh, the last book, uh, Gray Stripe of ThunderClan, Fireheart's BFF, had been having sort of a uh, a tryst with uh, Silverstream of RiverClan, and that resulted in Silverstream getting pregnant. And at the end of the book, she dies in childbirth. And okay. So uh, Gray Stripe ends the book uh, deciding to go live with River Clan to stay with his kids. 
and Fireheart is sad because his boyfriend, I mean best friend, is gone. Okay. Graystripe was the one that taught him stuff? No, they just grew up together. Like, Graystripe was one of the first cats that he met when he was first joining, like, the clans. And uh, Graystripe was one of the first cats who accepted him as, like, a member of the clan. Because everybody else was really standoffish about, like, you know, who's this kitty pet coming up into our territory. So, Right. Okay, okay. That checks out. Mm Mm-hmm. And also at the end of the last book, uh, Tiger Claw, our our big bad, was exiled from Thunder Clan because he tried to, or he did kill uh, the former clan deputy Redtail, and he tried to kill Thunder Clan leader Blue Star and another cat, uh, Cinderpaw, who was Fireheart's apprentice. And so he, now that his treachery has been exposed, he is exiled from ThunderClan and he has sworn his revenge. Okay, yeah, that's the other thing, right? Is is Fireheart's been in this shit long enough now where he's got, like, subordinates, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit. He's, like, higher up in the clan right now. Okay, okay. He's, like, uh, no, I don't want to do comparisons to Harry Potter anymore. What's a comparison I can do that isn't Pokemon? I don't know anything about anything, Chad. I'm sorry. I don't either. You you know what? Why don't okay, so we have a baseline of what's going on. A lot of mm-hmm. people are dead or pregnant or dead during pregnant. And friend is gone and main character sad mm-hmm. is how we ended the last conversation. Yeah, and to to help you sort of like set the the mood for this next book, I decided to include the Barry text- Manilow. I decided to include the text that is on the like the the blurb on the back of the book to kind of like entice the reader into uh what's coming next. So it it gives us a little bit of the the lead up. It's Fireheart's traitorous enemy Tigerclaw has been vanquished and exiled from ThunderClan, but Fireheart can't shake the feeling that he's lurking out there in the forest waiting for his chance to strike. That's not the only problem facing the young ThunderClan deputy in these blazing summer months as he struggles to handle sinister omens, an apprentice with a shocking secret, and a devastated clan leader who is a shell of her former self. Meanwhile, the forest gets hotter and hotter, and everyone braces for the coming storm. Because this book is called Rising Storm. There you go. So I can tell this is book. We're on like what four or five now. We are on book four. Uh, we are we are past the halfway point of the series. So or I can not, tell not this the is series. Book four. The, this is uh, past the halfway point of the arc that we're on. Every arc in Warrior Cats is six books, and there that, are men, many of them. That is, I I forgot how many there books there were. That is so like we're gonna be doing this until oh, buddy, we there's die. There's so many. I've been I've been seriously reading these books since uh the beginning of the pandemic, and I am like I'm about thirty books in thereabouts. Like okay. it's less than thirty, but it's close. So one of my issues as we continue to do these is like. Okay, you spent like two minutes, you recapped basically the first three books in a way I can understand. But we're, when we're on book 20 and I don't remember shit. That'll be fine. That, 
it's either going to be a really long last time on Dragon Ball Z, or you're just going to have to like, uh, not even care and be like, okay, last time on Dragon Ball Z, this happened. And I'll be like, I've never seen Dragon Ball Z. Who are these people? Well, I mean, you know, the good news is, is that you will probably have that in common with the writers as they continue down on this journey of writing all these books. Now that, that's some fantastic teasing right there. Cause see that to me is funny. There's each book has its own, like on the fan wiki, each book has its own section for like mistakes where like cats are described as being different colors than they were in a different, in like their establishing book or like having different eye colors or (laughs) some cats are like the wrong gender. (laughs) Well, you know, wrong in quotation. (laughs) But right, uh, right. Yeah, it, you know, you can only write so many books and not start to mess things up, I guess. For the listeners that might be like 10, this is not how you do a book report, by the way, what we're about to do. Oh, no. Uh, Don't take after us. Probably don't listen to the show because we swear a lot and talk about furry porn. Not you, not me and Emily, me and Cameron. Well, sometimes me and Emily do, but that's in a (laughs) private discord where where little 10 year olds can't can't spy on us where are we again oh yeah you're gonna tell me about the coming storm mm-hmm. with, a, with an o and not a u yes it's the the rising storm is the name of this book oh but it is the, i don't the, have enough brandy in this glass because well, this is gonna be gone before we're like too far in the coming storm was the last sentence in that description that i gave so i was listening <laughs> you were listening you can't disprove it so um as every warrior cats book does the it has a prologue and the prologue opens with the shadow clan medicine cat whose name is and this is his name so just get your giggles out already his name is running nose nah oh i hate that so i got i got thoughts right there (laughs) brian jacks did that a lot with his like tertiary villains and in his he's like okay like the big bad would be like brig the destroyer Mm -hmm. and then his like you know, first in command who kind of sucked would be like running nose or drippy foot or something silly like that. And it's like, come on, dude, no one actually named their kid drippy nose or drippy foot or whatever in this book. That's stupid. And I know we're not supposed to respect this character, but you could at least pretend. So uh, the Shadow Clan medicine cat running nose watches over Nightstar, leader of Shadow Clan. Nightstar is sick, as is most of the rest of the clan. I wonder if his fridge is running, too. Nightstar is sick, as is most of the rest of the clan. Uh, Running Nose hears the screech of an owl. This worries him because owls are an omen of death. He looks to the stars for guidance, but sees them covered by clouds. He begins to wonder if their ancestors have abandoned them. Suddenly, the clouds shift, and the light of a single star falls across Nightstar's body, and Nightstar breathes a long and steady breath. Running Nose is hopeful once more, and he gives silent thanks to Star Clan, who send him whispers about the glorious future of Shadow Clan. The owl from earlier flies over the roof of the den, blocking the light of the star. It tries to enter the den, but is unable. Running Nose suspects that it smelled the illness on Nightstar and was looking for easy prey. The owl leaves. The star is gone. 
Running Nose overhears his clan mates fretting about the owl and goes out to assuage their fears. And he tells them about uh, Star Clan's whispers of Shadow Clan's glorious future. And that is the end of our prologue. Does the owl come back? Uh, no, that was just a random owl. Oh. <laughs> I kind of like... So Game of Thrones, all of those books start out with a prologue, for better or for worse. And then, like, it's not owls in that, it's, it's the ravens, right? So I'm really thinking that... That maybe George R. R. Martin was reading some kitty cat books behind their backs. <laughs> and the reason he hasn't written the next one is because he's just so engrossed in his kitty cat books. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I honestly would not be surprised if George R. R. Martin was at least aware of Warrior Cats because this shit really is kitty Game of Thrones. My guess is this came out before the first Game of Thrones book. When did the first Game of Thrones book come out? That is a fantastic question. You Google that real quick. All righty. Uh, 1991. Okay, well, the first Warriors book came out in 2003. Oh, wait, no. He began the first volume of Game of Thrones in 1991. It was published in 1996. So maybe maybe our kitty cat lady friend. pretty close. Yeah, odds are they had these ideas separately. They're not, like, <laughs> that unique. I just like the idea of one of the other influencing each other a lot. I would really like that. My head cannon <laughs> is a 45. So it's main character time again, now that we have finished with the prologue. Fireheart is ThunderClan's new deputy, but his dreams are still haunted by the specter of Tigerclaw. He wonders if ThunderClan would be able to withstand an attack from Tigerclaw because most of the, can is, uh, the clan is still reeling from Tigerclaw's betrayal. Most of them are still all very injured from the fight with the rogues Tigerclaw led in the last book. And to top it all off, the elders are worried because when Fireheart was made deputy, his deputy ceremony took place after Moon High, which you're supposed to do the deputy ceremony before Moon High on the first day. Oh, my God. Which is against topical. The, against the warrior code. <laughs> Do you see that, like, bishop in Arizona who apparently fucked up the pronouns on his thing and, like, all yeah. of these, all of these uh, baptisms are, are invalid because he used we instead of I? <laughs> yeah, absolutely wild how uh, <laughs> religious ritual works. I had a good guffaw off of that. It's like parents are fretting about, oh, I got to get my kid rebaptized. Jesus wasn't actually there. Right. It's like, oh, oh, dear. When the cold embrace of death comes, I want you to remember this moment. It's almost like it's all made up and doesn't almost. Matter. Uh, so the because of the kerfuffle with Fireheart's uh, deputy ceremony, the elders think that this will usher in a dark time for ThunderClan. And also, Fireheart's nephew Cloudpaw is kind of being a little shit and is rude and dismissive about Star Clan and the Warrior Code. If you recall, uh, I don't. <laughs> if you recall, Cloudpaw is the child of uh, Fireheart's sister, who is still a kitty pet. And so he was brought in from kitty pet life to be a clan cat. And he has a, an interesting perspective on uh, the, the warrior code and, and all of the rituals of, of the warrior cats. But uh, Blue Star 
Blue Star, our beloved ThunderClan leader, does not seem like herself. Hers. Does Blue Star have a blue anus? I'm not going to dignify that with a response. Her spirit and her pride have been damaged by the shock of Tiger Claw's betrayal. She refuses to attend to her required leader duties, which forces all of them onto Fireheart, resulting in him having to handle everything from organizing patrols to appointing mentors. She eventually tries to go visit the Moonstone to get advice from Star Clan, but is blocked by a Wind Clan patrol who refused to let her pass. Wind Clan is hostile to Thunder Clan after the revelation that Thunder Clan was harboring Broken Tail in the previous book. I remember Nor- that. Normally, it is like warrior code that anyone who is traveling to visit the Moonstone is granted passage over whatever clan territory they need to pass to get there. But because of the whole Broken Tail business, Wind Clan is. Not really ThunderClan's biggest fan. So, uh... They're like, haha, break wind clan, am I right? You farts. So, uh, this sends Blue Star into further paranoia about StarClan. She begins to believe that StarClan has abandoned her and ThunderClan. Uh, ShadowClan scent is found on ThunderClan territory. Two ShadowClan warriors, Little Cloud and Whitethroat, uh, weakly stumble into camp asking for herbs. Yellow Fang, the uh, ThunderClan medicine cat, recognizes the scent of their illness and sends them away without help because she doesn't want to risk anyone in ThunderClan getting infected. But They become zombies. I feel like there's going to be zombies in this. Oh, we don't get zombies until at least like two or three series from now. Oh! But I was right. There is definitely an instance where a cat dies and their body is reanimated by the spirit of another cat from Cat Afterlife. Yeah, because I know one of the things you said off, off camera, off off microphone, is that like, aren't there like angels and demons that show up in, in if not this book, like the next one? Uh, yeah, there is, okay, so there's Cat Hell and there's Cat Heaven, and in the the arc of the books that I most recently finished, there is a bunch of cats, like, try to rise up from Cat Hell to take over and get revenge on the living, and so a bunch of cats from Cat Heaven come down to help fight them off. I want to get to that one. How many, how many do we have to go for that one? Um, at least six after this, for sure. Fuck. <laughs> well, on Warrior Chats episode 14. Right. So, uh, not long after Little Cloud and Whitethroat are sent out of the camp because they're sick, uh, Fireheart discovers that Cinderpelt, who has been studying under Yellowfang, uh, they fi- he finds Cinderpelt in the woods treating these cats in secret. Fireheart makes her promise to send them away when they've recovered. Uh, he continues to have issues with his nephew Cloudpaw. Cloudpaw does not respect the warrior code, and Fireheart discovers that he's been frequenting a two-leg nest where a two-leg has been feeding him kitty pet food. Yeah, but like that's just hustling, right? <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, it's dishonorable for a, 
like part part of warrior honor is that you like kill and eat your own food you know okay and i know we've gone over this in the previous episodes but the warrior code is really dumb and basically just advanced the plot yeah it is it is very stupid and they don't even have like solid rules for it until at least the next arc okay i remember that too <laughs> uh so cloud paws dalliances in uh two leg place ha- result in him uh being caught by two legs and taken away uh but the rest of the clan just when this happens like they're like oh well he's been going over there he probably just like decided to go live there now instead of being a warrior because like you know why not so i would (laughs) uh ravenpaw who if you remember was formerly a thunder clan warrior but uh left because of bullshit with tiger claw uh and he now lives in like a barn way off from uh the forest uh he comes to thunder clan territory and tells them that he saw a white cat locked in a two-leg nest near his territory uh fireheart and his other uh another cat that he trained alongside Stan- sandstorm are joined by ravenpaw in a mission to rescue cloudpaw is the the white cat that's locked up uh they're able to rescue him and bring him back to thunder clan blue star allows Cloudpaw to rejoin the clan people are not jazzed about this but like you know he, he made a mistake he's he's trying to do what he can now that he knows that they will like literally imprison him yeah that makes sense uh over the course of green leaf which if you will remember is the season of summer uh, Fireheart and Sandstorm grow closer. Tigerclaw and his rogues attack a ThunderClan patrol near a Thunderpath, which, if you recall, Thunderpath is a a street or a road, like a paved paved street with cars on it. You could just call it a road. Well, cats don't know what a road is, so it's the Thunderpath. Uh, Fireheart leads a patrol to investigate what happened with Tigerclaw and his rogues attacking the ThunderClan patrol. Uh, Fireheart's patrol discovers Running Wind's body with Whitethroat bending over it. Fireheart assumes that Whitethroat was the one who killed Running Wind and chases him onto the Thunderpath. Whitethroat is hit by a monster, which is what they call cars, and dies. I I get the charm of it, but there's so many proper nouns. There's too many. I like it. I know that you hate it and we have discussed it that is at why length. i did not get very far into book one <laughs> i kind of find it delightful uh tiger claw steps out of the shadows ha- revealing that he watched the entire encounter between fireheart and whitethroat and uh he fights fireheart and promises to destroy thunderclan the rogues show up but are chased off when a river clan patrol, uh, which includes Graystripe, appears to help out ThunderClan. Fire- yeah, my boy River Clan, that's what Ripley is. <laughs> Fireheart tells ThunderClan <laughs> about Tiger Claw's quest for revenge and makes sure the camp will be guarded day and night. You know, if they stop doing all this fighting and revenging and uh, being afraid of cars, they could probably develop, like, language and culture and art. Yeah, I so much of 
warrior cat drama is taken up with like oh we don't want to appear weak it's like bro just like tell people what's going on don't they know they're kitties and they're cute they don't know that they're little kitties and they're so cute it's really tragic that they don't know that that is the tragedy of all of this it's Mm -hmm. like watching they're like watching toddlers go to war and it'd be like, but they're toddlers. Which way to the baby this. war? I don't actually think toddlers are that cute. So if they want to kill each other, I guess they can they can have fun. I don't care. Yeah, I care way more about little kitties than I do toddlers. This is America. Give toddlers guns. <laughs> so um I oh my god, Cameron now has to sign off on this. When it was like the when it was our podcast with comics podcast, I didn't give a shit. And I'm just like, oh man! If someone listens to this, but like, Cameron, I listen to your show. Your 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 co-host thinks toddlers should have guns and go to war. He's gonna be like, oh, I, I don't think he'll be that surprised. He's known me for a very long time, actually. If that's the worst thing that's said on this show, like I've listened to this show before. I don't think it's the worst thing that has been said on this show. No, I think it's very funny that you stopped me right where you did. Because it's right before I get to tell you that the weather in the forest starts getting drier and hotter, which results in a fire that sweeps through the forest. No, not California. (laughs) Actually, I think like nebulously, this series kind of takes place in the UK. Oh, like I think that there is there's not anything that definitively says where they are but like there's kind of hints and people have sort of pieced together like what places are inspired by what and i know that uh victoria holmes the like primary uh overseer of the series is british so uh that probably influenced things and there are a couple of uh there are a couple of things with British spellings, like gray stripe. Uh, the gray is spelled with G-R-A-Y instead of E-Y, which is now, a British thing. Now, hold the thing. phone. I was told in an American lit class, I had to stop spelling it with an E because that was the British way to do it. And I've met so many people after no, that say I mean, spelling like I, it with an A is the is the British way to do it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the A is the British one. I, think- I Did Lion Evan... Oh, I probably shouldn't say his name. Oh, I think you he's can, dead. You can bleep that out. Uh, he legitimately might not be alive. He was pretty old 10 years ago. <laughs> but did he lie to me? I mean, he may have gotten it backwards. Okay, no, he didn't. According to, according to Google, Merriam-Webster, gray with an A is more frequent in American English, whereas gray with an E is more common in British English. Well, so he shooed my ass about that. I, I spell it with an E now because of him, because I want to spite him. Well, I don't remember which is which, but whichever one is the British one, I know Gray Stripe is spelled like that. That's all I've got. Okay. He was one of my favorite teachers by the end, by the way. I'm only spiting him because I respect him. I don't, I don't know how this works. I don't write the word gray enough for it to matter. And when I do, I do. It, it doesn't come up as like a, a potential like spell check scenario because I'm usually just using it in conversation. Mm-hmm. You, however, are a writer. So I guess that matters. I have been cursed. Cursed with a pen. I'm out of brandy. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. That's the real curse. I mean, I have more. It's just like a handful of steps away. Do you want to get more brandy? I kind of do. 
Okay, I think I'll also refresh my drink. I don't so. normally drink this much on a Monday. I can't wait to not feel good tomorrow. Yeah, I have to uh, drive my wife to the airport uh, tomorrow afternoon, so it'll be great. It'll be good. Shout out to Gwen. Yeah, shout out to Gwen. All right, let's go refresh our drinks. Hello. Hello. By the way, I, while I was gone, decided that I think we should end this episode at the end of this book because it has a pretty good cliffhanger at the end of this book and uh then that would give us the next episode whenever we did that to do the last two books we can do that so my goal with this right at the moment is these are probably going to be released on like a monthly basis until we Mm -hmm. run out of shit to talk about sure and so we're going to do uh episode two in march Mm -hmm. the episode and then i want to do uh, which I think we're going to do next week is a uh, episode on uh, Centaur World. Yeah. And that might go up first, depending on my mood and depending sure. on how that goes. But I, I've really been enjoying that cartoon. I want to talk to you about it because this is your fault. Um, <laughs> I did this. <laughs> it, is, it is true. And then and then this. I, so I don't know what how these are going to work. Uh, the goal is to keep them infrequent. But because yeah. you're willing and I'm willing and I enjoy this a lot, I want to keep doing them. Well, I have notes through the last two, like through the end of the the this arc of the series. So I'm basically ready to do a follow up episode to this whenever, and then you can just put it out whenever, you know. Okay, whenever I feel like getting drunk on another Monday. Yeah, basically. Anyways, we were at a we were at a good important plot point that I super remember. So please continue. Oh, yeah, I bet you do. Hold on. I accidentally scrolled down, so I got a... Okay, so, yes, a fire has sweep th- uh, is sweeping through the forest. The cats evacuate the camp and head for the river. Uh, they discover the three cats are missing, so Fireheart and Yellowfang return to search for them. Fireheart is able to rescue Patchpelt and Bramblekit, but Yellowfang and Halftail are trapped by the burning uh, by a burning tree. He is forced to leave them, and the rest of the clan is able to cross the river to safety. Uh, crooked- I was kind of hoping the burning tree would start talking like the burning bush in the Bible. <laughs> I knew as soon as you stopped me that you were going to say something like that. <laughs> I am an open book. I am so easy to read. Uh... <laughs> Crooked Star allows uh, ThunderClan to take shelter in RiverClan territory. So does Crooked Star have a crooked anus? No, he has a crooked tail. But, that's why. But that that's the tail, not the star. No. <laughs> Remember the first time we did this and I, and I sent a tweet to the author and it turns out she doesn't actually use her Twitter, which is probably for the best. I'm very glad that she doesn't. <laughs> Because, uh, I mean, it would be funny if she blocked me on Twitter. It would be pretty funny. Uh, anyway, uh, after the fire is put out, Fireheart and Graystripe go to see what remains of ThunderClan camp. They find it blackened and charred with no undergrowth and no prey. They find Yellowfang, who is still alive, but in very bad shape. Uh, because, I mean, she was pretty old to begin with and so inhaling all that smoke didn't really help uh before she dies she reveals the truth about broken tail being her son and that she was the one who killed him 
Uh, Whoa. Rest- yeah. Do you remember that from the last book? Seriously, what the fuck? She, she, well, I mean, like, he had chance after chance to redeem himself and he kept choosing, like, evil and chaos. So, like, she euthanized him. I don't, I don't know if that's what it was. I mean, yeah, like, that's what it, like, she was like, you know, like, I mean, I guess I don't want to seem like I'm just for killing people because they're bad but the reason that it happened was because like he had every opportunity to like turn around and change and like he kept planning to try and destroy thunder clan and like this was yellow fang's new home she wasn't gonna let him destroy all of this because he's a piece of shit you know she gave him to nanami and nanami did what nanami does (laughs) <laughs> I guess that's uh maybe equally as uh equally as morally okay as uh <laughs> feeding him death berries. Anyway. <laughs> uh so the rest of the clan returns and they get hard at work rebuilding the camp. Uh Oh, we're about to reach the end. I didn't realize we were so we were so far. Uh, oh no, I will have to just drink and talk then. Right? Uh, Blue Star refuses to go to the next gathering, so Fireheart leads the Thunder Clan party. They learn that Night Star and Cinderfur, the Shadow Clan leader and deputy, have both died from the same illness that affected Little Cloud and Whitethroat. A leader and deputy dying at the same time means that there is no one in line to take over for them. Uh-oh. So everyone is shocked when Tiger Claw, now Tiger Star, takes his place as the new leader of Shadow Clan. Dun, dun, dun! Oh. Because they all have the same last name. I was like, wait, I thought he was the good guy. Why is he taking over the bad guys? And it's like, <laughs> oh no, that's Fireheart. <laughs> And see, if they had normal-ass fucking names, that wouldn't have been an issue for me. No, they have very specific names, so you know who they are. That's not how it has historically worked. See, Chad, the thing is, is that you're not even to the part where, like, descendants of cats have, like, parts of their names. Like, the next arc, we have Tiger Star's son, Bramble Claw, and, like... I'm trying to remember other cat names and I can't, <laughs> but they're like, it is not uncommon for like when the leader goes to give a cat their warrior name to give them a name that contains part of like the name of their parent. So Tiger Claw, who is now Tiger Star, uh, his son becomes Bramble Claw. <laughs> I don't get it. How is Tiger and Bramble the same thing? Claw, Chad! I thought the claw bit was like an earned title. It's kind of an earned title. It's like... Because when do you start off as Bramble Kit? He's got to earn Tiger Claw or Bramble Claw. But I mean, like... Okay, so I'm going to re-explain warrior cat names. So when...
And, you know, she lucked out because someone could have called her Blue Waffle. I don't know that cats know what a waffle is, Chad. So I don't think that could be possible. But A for effort. (laughs) No, I I know what a blue waffle is, Chad. Trust me. I know what a blue waffle is. I remember someone Googling that and like, you know, like the computer classes you take in high school. Like, this is how you Mm -hmm. use this program. And someone else like, hey. You should, you, you should, you, you know, they make blue waffles. There's like Eggo blue waffles. And someone else is like, oh, really? Do, 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 do. Okay, but like, the problem oh. is Eggo does make blue waffles now. Really? They have like, it's like a mermaid waffle that's like turquoise. See, when I Google this, I'm going to put Eggo in front of it so I don't accidentally get porn. Good luck. Wow, they do. I told you. That's stupid. Who wants to eat that? I don't know. Not me. I want my waffles yellow, like God intended. I want my waffles not from a box. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, ideally. But, uh... So anyways, Chad, how do you feel about the fact that Tiger Star is now the leader of ShadowClan? I fucking dig it, you know? I, he, he, stro- he, he had a goal in mind, and he achieved it, and there was a lot of naysayers, and none of them were horses. But he, uh... Nope. I'm so sorry. My brain is so dumb when it drinks. There will be horses really? in like, well, I mean, not like in a significant way, but in like two arcs from now, they are in a different location and there is a place where there are horses. But mm. it's not like a, it's not like a big deal. It's just like, oh, there's horses over there. The so cats are ever- initial. They're, like, kind of scared of the horses at first, but, like, they realize that, like, the horses aren't really a a threat to them, so. So do we ever get any, like, raccoons or foxes or dogs? Foxes are, like, enemies of cats. They are, like, generally an, like, an an invasive species that will, like, try to attack and kill cats. So it is not, uh, there, there are definitely parts of these books where like there's a fox attack and like that's like a thing to worry about. Um, raccoons, no, I can't say that I can recall anything with raccoons. There is a pretty significant character in the next arc that is a badger. Oh, definitely this is from the UK because I was like, raccoons I don't think are in England, but badgers are. Yeah, uh, there is a badger in the next arc uh, who, old Lord who plays a pretty significant role. So, yeah, there are there are other animals. It's kind of a toss up when it comes to animal sentience in this universe. Like it's sort of like cats consider themselves to be like the the top of the sentience hierarchy, and Fuck then yeah, they do. And then other animals are kind of on a a spectrum below that like in the next book we're gonna meet uh some dogs and dogs are not as they're they're not as uh sentient as cats in in the way of warrior cats uh they're they're capable of communicating with each other but it's very rudimentary uh it's fun and i don't think that other than like other than the badger that I mentioned, I don't know that we ever get any like thoughts or speech from 
boxes Aww. or anything similar to that. Boxes are usually just like like a, a looming threat rather than characters. Yeah, but I badgers, so. badgers are also a looming threat until we meet this one character who is a badger that isn't like murderous. Are there any rabbits? Uh, well, rabbits get killed by cats, so they're like prey animals. So no, they don't. They don't have. I want to write like, the Warrior Cats fanfic from the perspective of the rabbits. They actually have like this high society, but then like the fucking monsters from on high come down and get them, and they're just like, "Oh no!" But we have all we we, we created the Sistine Chapel for rabbits, and then the the cats are just like, "Oh, that's food. They're dumb. They don't Chatty, know anything." Chad, are you aware the Watership Down already exists? I have not read Watership Down. I am what aware that it exists. You would, you would like Watership Down. Probably. I actually think my parents have a copy of that book. I don't know why. Dude, I genuinely, I think you would like Watership Down. Oh, I probably would. I, I should probably read it. I have not, like, I never finished it, but, like, I have friends uh, that That's really a winning like, endorsement. Okay, no, I didn't finish it because it was bad. I, I didn't, I, I didn't finish it because like of my own personal faults as opposed to the book's faults the book is good like i only read about a third of it and there are still parts of it that like stick with me so like that means something i'm pretty sure i have access to a copy of that and i mean there's also the animated movie which slaps there is that i wonder if that's on kim cartoon oh it's gotta be it's like one of the it's like a really well-known animated movie, so I would be surprised if it was not on Kim Cartoon. There are three versions of it on Kim Cartoon. Well, there was a an animated series that came out on Netflix. That was probably in 2018. Yeah. So then there's the 1978 movie, the mm-hmm. 1999 movie, and then the Netflix. Oh, um... Which is the good version. I didn't know there was more than one movie. I didn't either. Time to find out. Look at look at us discovering some stuff on this. Look at show. us doing research. Okay. 1999 was also apparently a cartoon because it's got like three seasons. Okay, it was the 1978 movie is the one that I was referring to. I will. So I'm almost done with Saga, and then I'm going to need a book after that. I really think that you would like Watership Down. I will. I will try and find me a copy of that, which I'm pretty sure will not be that hard. No, I don't think so. But yeah, like the the animated movie slaps. Like John Hurt is in the voice cast. I don't know who that is. Oh, I mean, he was like in a he was like a, a well known actor. He's I mean he's dead now, but that hurts. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, Watership Down. Everybody, this has been our Watership Down podcast. Yeah, that's what this is all about. I mean, like, Watership Down and Warrior Cats are not that far off, really. I'll like, be the judge of that. They're, I mean, okay, I don't mean in quality, I mean in terms of, like, kind of content, because... Animals doing a murder. They're both animal stories ostensibly presented for children, even though Watership Down was never technically, like... Like, the author didn't write it thinking, oh, I'm writing a book for kids. It was just, this is a book about rabbits, so of course it's going to be marketed for kids. But uh, it, they're both about animals, and they're both absurdly violent <laughs> for 
basically no reason other than, uh, you know, to tell a, an emotionally heart-wrenching story. At some point, we have to do one of these, and then it will be me that subjects you to facts. You gotta tell me about Moby Dick. I think that'll be it. I have to reread it at this point. It's been a couple of years. I I would love that. I know very little about Moby Dick, but I did. One of my friends in uh, when I was a senior in high school and he was a freshman in college, he had a like report to do about Moby Dick and had to do like a presentation with it. And I helped him make a like a, a fake javelin to to bring to the presentation. But that's about the most I know about Moby Dick. That's a fun story, though. Yeah, like it was that. fun. Yeah. So, Chad, do we do we do a glad space for this? I was, I was going to say, I mean, this is on opinions are cheap. Now, we should probably uh, traditionally we end with a glad space of something you're happy about. So if you're happy about something, Emily, if you want something made you happy, made you smile this week, what, what are you glad about? Mm, Chad, do you think that you could go first and inspire me with your gladness? I could do that. I watched a funny video on YouTube today at work on my lunch break. Yeah. Um, I've talked about the punk rock NBA a couple of times on this show. He's a dude that talks about like punk music and metal music. Uh, somewhat a polarizing character. So if there's someone listening, it's like, I don't like that guy. I'm like, I get it. There's things to not like about him. I mostly enjoy his content. Don't always agree with him, but he did a uh, tier list for butt rock bands. And uh, boy, howdy, was that funny. And he he made fun of some of my favorite bands, but it was extremely entertaining. And you should be able to laugh at yourself, but also if you get bored, type in like Finn McKinty butt rock tier list and give that a listen. And what and him describing Sully Erna from Godsmack for like five minutes is a, is a, just a really good piece of comedy. And I oh, love Godsmack. Delightful. But yeah, like in the 90s, that man was the best like of, of, of 90s culture, the way he looked. It was is very entertaining. Yeah. You know, my glad space is and this is sort of a weird glad space, probably. But uh, you and I have been talking off mic about how I've been watching Moral Oral. And I just finished Moral Oral. And I don't know if you've watched through the whole show, but the last episode, like. The, the third season of Moral Oral gets pretty intense and things are like, like seeming pretty bleak and upsetting. But like the very last episode is actually kind of like th the ending is a little uplifting and sort of shows Oral like breaking the cycle of abuse and like having his own sweet little family and like maintaining his Christian beliefs. And you know what? Like. That's just really this is a show that ended like several years ago, but it just was sort of like a heartwarming thing that I needed right now that I didn't realize that I needed. And it just made me happy, Chad. So I remember watching I, I have seen it to the end, but mm -hmm. it's been a while. And I remember little bits and pieces. I remember season three gets fucking weird and dark. Mm -hmm. I don't. Oh, yeah. I wish I could remember more of it because I really enjoyed it. I, I swear to God, I talked about it on this show once with Cameron as like a glad space. Like one of our first episodes <laughs> we did, I think it was one of my glad spaces. That's really funny. Um, I don't remember how it ends, which I feel kind of bad about because I imagine it's a fairly memorable ending given how fucking wild 
that show got. You should really take a chance and rewatch it. I mean, it, you know, it's three seasons, but the episodes are only like 10 minutes long. And uh, there's like, there's like 13 episodes in season one, 20 something in season two and thir- 13 or 14 in season three. It really, it goes by a lot quicker than you'd think. Yeah, there, because I remember the Close Face episode. Yeah. And I know that's in season three, and I'm looking at mm-hmm. some of, like, the uh, plot summary for the couple after, and I'm like, I don't remember most of this. I know I've seen it. I don't know why I would block it. I think it's just, like, it has literally been, like, four or five yeah, it's years. it's just been a minute. Yeah. But, yeah, like, also, just even on top of like just the the heartwarming thematic ending also like the third season does some really like cool and interesting things with the animation and stop motion animation in general that like i guess i just wasn't really expecting because when i think of like adult swim stop motion animation you know i'm thinking of like robot chicken which is not really ambitious with its animation But, like, they do some really cool stuff with, like, the editing in certain episodes and, like, it just, it was just a a much cooler show than I initially anticipated. Yeah, it's one of those shows that, like, you watch season one, you're like, I kind of get what it's doing. And then it really, like, grows and expands beyond, like, the sum of its parts. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it really... And that was part of the design of the show was that they wanted it to start off really goofy and transition more into very serious stuff. And they like the first season is all like gag of the the episode sort of things. And then season two starts to kind of like seed some of the things that will become more important in season three. And then season three is just actually like a lot of it's pretty depressing. Like, yeah. The the season two finale is Oral and his dad going on the camping trip. And then most of the third season revolves around like the days leading up to and shortly after the camping trip. Yeah, that's the thing is season three is like got a timeline thing going for it. Yeah, it's got a lot of weird timeline stuff going for it. And also they use a couple of Mountain Goat songs, which I like. That's how you could get Jean-Luc to watch it. You know, I think Jean-Luc would at least find this interesting. I think he would probably get, I think he would enjoy it. I don't know if it would ring as true because he didn't have any sort of uh, religious upbringing. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't, he's like, I don't know why, he would be like, I don't know why this is funny. And it's like, oh, because these people exist. Yeah, because it's real is the thing. I think you said that Starburns from Community. Yes, he created the show. That's fucking nuts. Absolutely wild. I was like, I made a joke about the creator of Moral Oral's name because he's his name is like Dino Stamatopoulos or something. And I was like making a joke about how I couldn't remember what his last name was. And then I was like, hey, didn't the guy that played Starburns have like a weird long Greek last name? And then I looked it up and (laughs) sure enough, same guy. Awesome. But yeah, Moral Oral, everybody check it out. It's on HBO Max. And it includes 
God, HBO, that was on YouTube too at one point. Uh, I think it is also on YouTube. I just happened to watch it on HBO Max because that's what I had. But um, also they include the uh, Beforeal Oral special that came out in 2012 uh, as it's sort of like a it's like a little bit of a prequel, but also like, you know, just like a a thematic end for the character in a way. Uh, also, if you like Moral Oral, you can check out uh, the Oral's Travels Instagram account where whoever it is that has the original puppet for Oral from the TV show will like take pictures of him like when they are traveling places and it's like he is also traveling and it's very cute. That's a good, that's a good glad space. Yeah. Chad, do you want to end this episode? Yeah, we should end the episode. We don't normally end with plugs, but where can people find you? Cause you're such a delight. <laughs> they can find me on the bad website, twitter.com at impandanata, or they can find the podcasts I do. Uh, Imagine me and Usna at Usnacast or uh, the Fresh Podcast Market at Fresh Pod Market. I also edit some podcasts, which include Loser Like Me, a Glee recap and review podcast, and Big Steppy, a podcast about real robots, cool robots, and real cool robots. And I have a new podcast coming soon but it doesn't technically have a an official name or social media and even though it may be out by the time this episode goes up i don't know what those will be so stay tuned i hope jean luc and alex are doing well i hope so too i miss to bother them all of you it's been weird <laughs> um and uh and the nature of plugs, you can find me on Twitter at Anonymband, which is like my band Twitter, but it's mostly me just shit posting. Uh, it's your you band can, Twitter, but it's also your you Twitter. It is my it is my me Twitter. You can find my music on Bandcamp if you search like Bandcamp Anon. I don't know. I don't know how links work anymore. Uh, I had three sad Manhattans. Sad hat. I'm not actually that drunk. Man is the funny Manhattans. Whatever. Found my video game on Steam, The Land of Glass. Someday there will be DLC for that. We finished it like two years ago and haven't posted it because we're horrible. I believe in you. I don't. And then you could find... Oh, wait, no. Opinions are cheap as this one. You don't. You, you could find yeah. me here because you're already here, which is great. I hope you're here. Hi, Richard. I hope you listen to this. Hi, Richard. Richard, that's the first time a woman's ever said hi to you other than your wife. <laughs> I'm gonna end there. That's a good joke. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was pretty good. <laughs>